Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 54 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I've got to kind of uh, speed it up a little bit here today. Um, I don't really have the the luxury of taking my time today. I'm a little bit, uh, you know, pressed for time much more than usual, um, because if you remember, last episode... Uh, the episode where me and my friend Snicker went over uh, every single Generation 1 Pokemon and ranked them all on a tier list. If you haven't listened to that episode, please make sure to listen to that Listen to that one. Uh, and there will also be a video coming out soon on my YouTube channel um, of sort of an edited down version of that episode. But if you remember, that video or that episode, excuse me, took like two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, and due to the time, uh, that due to the, to the financial situation that I'm in, um, I can only afford to host up to three hours per month, uh, of EvoCast. And that, you know, that, that's, that's good. That means like an hour and a half every, uh, every, every week, you know, every, an hour, an hour and a half, um, every, every episode. And that's good. Uh, that's a, that's a great sort of time crunch. Uh, I, I'm very, I'm very glad to have that, to have that luxury. Uh, but two hours and 20 minutes for one episode means I'm only left with 40 for one. So, uh, this episode has to be less than 40 minutes. Normally, uh, smaller EvoCast episodes like this don't usually go that long, but, um, you know, I do have something exciting to talk about today. Um, thankfully, there is not much going on other than that. So we do sort of have like a lot of time to talk about the main topic uh, and everything else is just sort of falling into the background. So uh, first of all, I'm going to sort of speed through the news here just because of, you know, uh, no time. Um, not really all that much uh, in Pokemon Cafe mix, you know, the the top three. There's a, it's actually top two. There's like zero Pokemon Masters news. If you heard that key press, it was me deleting it from my Google Doc. <laughs> uh, there... No, there's nothing nothing related to Pokemon Masters that's happening necessarily. That's like I think super interesting. Um other than that though, um in Pokemon Cafe Mix, Hatrim is available until April 4th. April 7th, excuse me. That's literally the only thing that's happened. Um <laughs> Pokemon Go uh is having an event uh, or or an event is going on where the final sort of reward for it is a shiny Mew. Um, and it's like, I think it's called like something 151. Let me find it real quick. I can just search 151. Um, yeah, here we go. So there is, it's like a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a research thing. And, you know, you do, you do, uh, gifts and you do sort of like challenges and stuff, achievements, things like that. And you, um, you, you have an opportunity to get a shiny Mew encounter. Um, and it involves, Get first catching every single of the original 150, uh, sending 151 gifts to friends, making 151 great throws, and then catching 30 of every single type of Pokemon, and catching 150 different species of Pokemon. So, and catch a Pokemon 30 days in a row. It's a time investment. Also, you have to reach level 40. You know, it's it's an extremely big time investment. And I'm talking about this one in particular. I don't usually talk about. Um, these sort of, you know, I, I don't usually talk about, uh, reward and research projects and stuff or research things. Uh, but I thought this one was fun. I thought this one was interesting. You can get a shiny Mew 
um, which is something that we've never really seen in Pokemon Go before. Uh, I personally just unfortunately do not have the time or the time sink to uh, be able to do that uh, you know, that, that sort of research thing. Um, but I hope, because I'm like not even close to level 40 or even like, I'm, I'm like, I'm almost getting, I almost have every Kanto Pokemon, but like, it's, it's a big convoluted process. Um, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but I hope that everyone who does try it, uh, is lucky is, you know, is, um, gets what they want, gets the shiny Mew. Um, and I hope that if you didn't know about it, you are going to try it now. Other than that, though, uh, we do have the community day uh, for this month, for the mar- the, mon- the month of March, um, or sorry, the month of April uh, here, and it is, to nobody's surprise, a Unova starter. The first Unova starter, uh, remember the pattern they usually go to, they do the starters, um, they do a Pokemon in between every starter, and then they do some Pokemon from that generation until the next generation comes out. So this is the first of the Unova starters. Uh, and it's Snivy. Um, so on April 11th, you'll get three times catch Stardust, three hour incense. Um, it will also have Frenzy Plant on Superior. And you can also get, of course, Shiny Snivy. You know, I'm now realizing that due to the fa- Hold on. This is really important. I need to look this up. Does April. Oh, I need to sign into my calendar. Hold on. I'm getting my calendar on my phone. Is this, um, are there 31 days in March or only, thir- or only uh, 30? Calendar. Uh, okay. Oh, there's 31. Okay, that's perfect. Good. <laughs> because I was going to feel guilty if I didn't do something for April Fool's Day, um, which I did plan on doing. But unfortunately, we just don't have the time. And also, I have something much more important and much more, much more, you know, interesting that I'd rather talk about. So, sorry, no April Fools. April Fools, there's no April Fools. I hope you're not too disappointed. But anyway, um, other than that, uh, that's that's the last of the of the Trinity, the, the trio. Uh, that's the last of the Pokemon Go news. Um, finally, we have only two more things to talk about. Uh, the TCG release of the Battle Styles, you know, the uh, Isle of Armor Battle Styles has been released, so it's now available, I think, in America. Let me let me find exactly uh, the details about that. Um, but, okay, that's not right. Here we go. Today marks the release of the Pokemon Sword and Shield TCG set Battle Styles, and that was on... The 19th. So it's actually like 10 days late, but you know how it goes. Uh, I record these two weeks at, you know, at the end of the two weeks. So there's, there's bound to be some, uh, some time separations, but, uh, you can now get the battle styles, a TCG set. And finally for the news today, um, it has been confirmed through some, some smaller, you know, not leaks, smaller little tidbits of information that we've gotten, uh, for, Pokemon New Snap, it has been revealed uh, some new things. For example, uh, there's voice acting and gyro controls. Uh, So you can play handheld, use the gyro to move around and take pictures. Um, You can also scan Pokemon to find their gender and their name. Um, There are different Pokemon appearing in in, in, 
uh, day and night stages. And, you know, Pokemon will act differently depending on time of day. Um, there's no character customization. That is a really sad news to hear. No character customization, unfortunately, in new Pokemon Snap. Uh, but, you know, it's sort of creeping closer. Uh, more information is coming out for this game. It's going to be coming out pretty darn soon. And boy, am I excited about it. Anyway, uh, you might think that eight minutes to do the news is, is a short amount of time. But unfortunately, we really don't have that much time left in this episode. Uh, so I'm going to get right into the next segment. Everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode. And this Pokemon number 328 I'll give you a second. It's Trapinch. <laughs> Trapinch is a ground-type Pokemon introduced in Generation 3. Uh, it evolves into Fibrava, starting at level 35, which evolves into Flygon, starting at level 45. Uh, Trapinch is the Ant Pit Pokemon, uh, also known as Nukrar in Japanese. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Uh, interesting name there. Um, it has the abilities Hyper Cutter or Urbina Trap, or sheer force as a hidden ability. Uh, a 50-50 male-female ratio. Uh, it is 2 foot 4 or 0 0.7 meters. And 33.1 pounds or 15 kilograms. Trapinch is an interesting Pokemon. Trapinch is, is kind of... You know, I never, I was just about to talk about how like, oh, Trapinch doesn't really look like Vibrava or Flygon. But like, it might be based on its origin. It's based on an antlion. Ah, oh, you know what? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> because antlions grow wings and stuff, and they look a little different when they grow up. That makes perfect sense. It's based on the larval stage of an antlion. Uh, they live in conical sandy pits before maturing into winged adults. You know what? I don't really know why I never put that to those two those together. <laughs> I... Okay, you know, I kind of see these Pokemon in a different light now. I was always like, why does it look like that? But, you know what? That makes perfect sense. And then Flygon, I guess, is just a dragon version of an antlion. Interesting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, uh, never mind. I mean, it still looks different, obviously. It's sort of, it, it's kind of a huge jump, in my opinion, they definitely could have made it look a little bit similar, but I'm not here to critique Pokemon. I'm just here to talk about him. So, um, Trivench, you know, I mean, it's cute. It's definitely a, a classic for me, and I know for a lot of Pokemon, or a lot, excuse me, a lot of people. Uh, it's a classic for a lot of people. You know, it's the, it's the first evolution of a very, very popular Pokemon, uh, Flygon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cute as well. It, it was sort of a big thing it sort of reminds me a lot of um pokemon xd when i think about it just because of the um you know uh what are the pokey spots that that you can find trap inch in in the desert area it's like the rare spawn for that game and like it's a really good way of getting a flygon in that game which is like a really good pokemon i used it for my first playthrough uh when i was a kid or sorry we used it because i played it with my cousin um, and, you know, Trapinch has a special place in my heart because of that. Same with Pokemon like Baltoy, um, and some of the other Pokemon I think you can find in that area. Uh, but Trapinch, it's actually, it's quite, it's got quite a lot of, uh, trivia here. Trapinch is the only one in its evolutionary family to have a hidden ability. Wait, really? 
Does Flygon and Vibrava lose their hidden ability? Oh my god. Oh, they just have Levitate. That's so bo- What? Why? Why would you give Trap Inch, Hyper Cutter, Arena Trap, and a Sheer Force as its hidden ability and then it just turns into Levitate? Why? What? I didn't- Why? What? I didn't know that. That's so stupid. Why does it do that? Almost makes you like Trap Inch more. Trap Inch is the lowest stat, lowest base speed stat of all ground type Pokemon. Makes sense. He's in the sand. He's slow. Trap Inch's base stat is higher than that of its evolved form. Wait, really? Does Trap Inch have the same attack, or does Trap Inch have a higher attack base stat as Vibrava? What? Trap Inch is 100. Wow. Really? What? It also, oh my god, it's also the same as, uh, as Flygon. This may be a reference to the fact that antlion larvae are more aggressive and predatory than their adult stages. Wow. You know, that makes perfect sense, and I never, I never knew that. I mean, hey, if you want, if you want a Pokemon that's a, that's a physical attacker, and, you know, you're like, wait, like, don't evolve Trap into Vibrava. Just wait until it's, like, level 43, and then evolve it into Vibrava, and then just evolve it into Flygon immediately. So, I mean, like, it's slow, but it's got a higher attack by, like, 30 base, 30 base. That's insane. It also has the highest base stat attack of any Pokemon that can evolve twice. Wow. So it's, like, the, the biggest attacking basic Pokemon. That's insane. Evolving a, evolving a trap into Pokemon Go will result in the CP going down upon evolution. I wonder if that's, just, if that's for the same reason. If it's because of the low attacks, or because of the attack stat thing. Huh. And as of Generation 3, or sorry, excuse me, Generation 8, I only read the last three numerals of that Norman numeral. Trap Inch and its evolved forms are the only Pokemon that are in the Bug and Dragon Egg groups. I read that as like Dragon Egg group instead of Dragon Egg group. So yeah, Trap Inch, it's got some interesting stuff. You learn something new every day. And you know what? You learn something new about a Pokemon every episode of EvoCast. That's not true, but I wish it was. <laughs> and finally, uh, Trap Inch has got some schmancy fancy uh, shiny form. It ha- it's, it's green. <laughs> it's Okay, listen, hear me out. I know that there's a lot of Pokemon that just turn into, into green when, it, when they're shiny. Trap Inch's is cool. Trap Inches is like a dark, like, olive green. What color would you even call this? It, no, it's, you know what, you know what it is? It's like a pine green. It's like a taiga green. Like, you go out into the winter, in, you know, the evergreen trees in, like, a in like Minecraft, you know, the spruce trees, the leaves. That's the color of Trap Inches shiny. And you know what? Because of that, I got to give it a better rating. That is, it's a fantastic, I mean, like, genuinely, it's a fantastic color. I might be a little biased because of its color, but, like, it's good. That's a good Pokemon. That's a good shiny. Like, it's, it's, you know, Flygons and Vibravas are what they are. They're okay. They're not fantastic. Um, wow, Vibravas even is absolutely garbage. It's just, or, um, and you know what? No, it's because you can't see it very well in the 3D. Uh, sprites? No. I mean, Vibravis is fine. And then Flygons is... 
It's just blue, blue, isn't it? This Pokemon cannot decide on a shiny color. Flygon shiny is blue, Vibrava's is orange, and then Trapinches is green. It's so indecisive. Just make up your mind, buddy. What color do you want to be? I guess it finally decided on Flygon blue, but I wish it didn't because Flygon, uh, Trapinches shiny is like an 8 out of 10. That's a great shiny. And of course, uh, we're not going to be talking about its competitive viability because, oh, let me, let me look it up. It's like Trapinch Little Cup and it's like bad. Actually, hold on. It might actually be good. Um, although Trapinch suffers competitively from Diglett as the ground type trapper, it is able to heavily differentiate itself through its higher attack stat and far greater bulk. Its decent defenses allow it to trap several important threats that Diglett struggles against, although they aren't they still aren't anything to write home about. Okay, so Trapinch is kind of okay. We'll talk about sure. Let let's let's talk let's uh sacrifice some some talk about um Pokey Park and let, let's do let's do a little bit of Trapinch real quick. HP stat of 45, defense of 45, special attack of 45, special defense of 45. Get this. Speed 10. And attack 100. <laughs> it it really knows what it wants. Low speed, high attack, 45, everything else. Uh, and the uh, the moveset for Little Cup Trap Inch is uh, Earthquake, Faint, Rock Slide, Toxic or Superpower, Berry Juice or Eviolite, Arena Trap is its ability, uh, Adamant Nature, and a lot of EVs that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> uh, tra- you know, it's it's been a while since we've talked about a Little Cup Pokemon. Um, also, I just realized that I read the X and Y version of that, but I'm almost certain that the Generation 8 version is almost exactly the same. So, actually, Trapinch is better in Sword and Shield, it seems, and Little Cup. Interesting, interesting. You know, it's been a while since we've talked about Little Cup, uh, so I'm glad that we find, I'm glad that Trapinch was sort of an outlier in that, that it's actually kind of decent in Little Cup. It's rare. You don't get to see a lot of good Little Cup Pokemon, so... There you go. There's Trapinch. And finally, no, finally, I, I always, I have such a bad habit of saying finally when there's like four things left. But now it's time for the main topic of today's episode, uh, which, of course, uh, is actually kind of replacing my promise uh, to you, to all my lovely, to lo- all my lovely EvoCast listeners that I was going to talk about Pokemon XD uh, on stream and it's not totally wrong i will talk about it eventually i can't not talk about it eventually i definitely want to do like a really big episode on xd because it has a very very uh strong place in my heart but this is my sort of formal hey i'm not going to talk about it right now and you want to know why because my computer was having problems uh and i couldn't stream i couldn't do a lot of stuff uh it was really really slow uh, so I decided to sort of back up everything, buy an SSD, and completely reinstall Windows. And in the process, somehow, I have no idea, I uh, I tried, I ba- I mean, I backed up the, the, the save for my Pokemon XD. I backed up, I literally took the emulator off of my, off of my hard drive and put it onto my new one. Uh, and unfortunately, the ROM got corrupted. The ISO file just was not... Of it, it was not able to be played, uh, and I tried a lot of things to sort of restore it. I tried cop- by downloading a new one and copying the save file. It was just all it was just all borked. Nothing nothing could be done. 
Um, so, unfortunately, Pokemon XD will have to wait for another time. Uh, but, in the meantime, I decided, I decided to stream another Pokemon game that meant a lot to me as a kid. Pokey Park Wii Pikachu's Adventure. And if you remember this game... Kudos to you, because a lot of people on my stream actually loved the stream. It was a really good stream. Uh, it was a really good group of streams, actually. Uh, it was a really good time. A lot of people were like, hey, I love this game. You know, I had, a, I had a few people come in that were like, hey, I'm glad someone someone's streaming this game because I love this game. Uh, it made me very happy to hear because I love this game. <laughs> um, and if you're curious about my game plan, uh, what's going to be happening is I'm going to um, talk about Pokey Park Wii, the first one, today. Uh, and then ne either next episode or the episode after. I might want to take a break. We'll see. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going to be playing through Pokey Park 2, Wonders Beyond, uh, on stream, twitch.tv slash lilyseon. So if you'd like to uh, follow me there, uh, catch my Pokey Park 2 streams, um, they're... Thankfully, there's a little bit of time in between. It's not like, oh, hey, episode's coming out the next day that I'm streaming. You know, a lot of people don't listen to it in that time. So I want to sort of, uh, I'm glad that I'm able to give people sort of sort of a fair chance at listening to, um, to or watching the streams because they will be happening next week. Uh, next week as of, you know, this episode's release. Um, because I was going to stream it on like Thursday, but then I'm like, oh, I have classes and it's not going to work. I'm only going to be able to play for like three hours. And like, that doesn't seem fun. Um, I'm not, I'm not into that. Uh, so next week is going to be the Pokey Park 2 streams, hopefully, as long as, you know, given that nothing goes wrong. Um, and in the past two weeks between last episode and this episode, I streamed Pokey Park 1. And boy, howdy, was it a blast from the past. I'm so glad that I that I played this game. Seriously, I mean, like all jokes aside, it was fun. Um, it I played this game so much as a kid. I 100. I said this on stream multiple times. I 100%ed both of these games, and I remember that explicitly. Uh, I literally befriended, best friended every single Pokemon that you could possibly best friend, and then do everything else. Um, you know, I, I beat every single mini game with every single Pokemon. I was obsessed with these games. It, I seriously, I was so obsessed with it. Um, and even then the thing about these games is that they're so obscure that I completely forgot everything about these games. I like, it was almost as if I was playing the game for the first time, despite having 100% of it as a kid. Uh, and that's great. I had a, I had a great time. Um, it's sort of fitting for this episode to be shorter uh, than presumably the Poké Park 2 episode uh, because it will be, well, be, because Poké Park 2 is a longer game. And I say this because Poké Park 1 was super short. It was like 10 hours, not even. I'm pretty sure I beat it in like 8 hours. Uh, I had like two streams, one four-hour stream and a five-hour stream. And like collectively, I beat the game. I, I beat the game. <laughs> I beat the story that is I didn't like 100% the game I just I completed the story in that amount of time it was short and sweet it was fantastic um I didn't even necessarily rush through the game either it wasn't like a long time I just like you know I uh I I got through the main story befriended some Pokemon that I enjoy along the way pretty sure I befriended every Pokemon in the in the first area and like even then 
I still beat the game in like nine hours. Um, so if you're looking to play these games, sort of after you hear my opinions on them, uh, go ahead and play it yourself. You can download a ROM. You can buy a Wii. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's very fun. Um, though, I will say there were some problems. Uh, if you caught my streams, you would know that uh, there was a there was some there was some problems with configuring Dolphin to um to to have the motion control set up correctly. Wii games are notoriously hard to uh to emulate because of the motion controls of the Wiimote. And like, yes, I could have just got a Wiimote from like my friend or like bought a Wiimote, but I didn't want to do that. So I used a GameCube controller. Uh, and what I had to do was for some of the attractions, like shaking the Wiimote, turning the Wiimote, tilting the Wiimote, uh, pointing the Wiimote at the screen, I had to use like shoulder buttons, the the joystick, you know, certain buttons in order to do these to do these things. And the funny thing about it is that it either went in two ways. Either, like, the inputs for the buttons were so, like, perfect, it, like, it registered the shake or the tilt as the max input, and I just absolutely creamed every single attraction, uh, or the movement and the the tracking for for like the pointing at the screen attractions was absolutely horrid uh to control and I had to redo the attraction like probably at least 10 times it was it was a black and white situation either it was a breeze and I actually like cheated or it was extremely hard and took me like 20 tries so if you're going to play Pokey Park Wii without a gate without a Wii mote um be ready for that. <laughs> it was fun. Um, overall, though, despite those sort of controller limitations uh, and that kind of stuff, I had an amazing time. How many times do you think I'm going to say it? Say that this episode? I had a great time. Um, you know, I mean, I, my, my final or like my sort of conclusion, despite having not talked about pretty much anything at all that you'll sort of realize in this episode, is that it was fun, but it was it was very... You know, it was kind of basic. I mean, it was a it, it's a it's a Wii like plus like pseudo platformer game from like 2007 or something like that. You know, it's not going to be fantastic. <laughs> Some of the Pokemon spinoff games in like the Wii era stuff like that, they're not going to be great. They weren't great. I mean, like you know, and Poke Park Wii, it is what it is. It's a it's a fantastic game by itself, but compared to other things, it's in sort of in a vacuum. Um, it's great, but compared to other things, it's kind of not good. Um, and you know, I mean, maybe that's being a little bit too harsh. Essentially, I guess I should explain the premise of the game. Essentially what the game is, is you are Pikachu and you have been tasked by Mew because he opened a hole in the ground while you were playing with your friends, Piplup, Charmander, and Chikorita into the Poke Park. Uh, and Pikachu fell in and then the rest of them jumped in and now you're Pikachu and you have to go around looking for your friends, and then eventually you you become the sort of arbitrator for the Poke Park. You're like, okay, this place is screwed up. I'm gonna fix it all. Uh, the you know there's there's tyrannical leaders leader, leaders of the Poke Park who just want all the power for themselves. People who think they need to restrict other people, or I guess Pokemon instead of people. Uh, and Pikachu's like, hey guys, why don't we just all be friends and have a great time? And that's essentially the entire plot of the game. Uh, you befriend Pokemon, you chase them, you run into them, you play hide and seek with them, you bring them items, 
and you become their friends. And in becoming their friends, you further your bond with the Pokey Park and it is saved through the power of friendship. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. It's it's a lot less cheesy than like, oh, through the power of friendship. You know, it's literally like you are befriending these Pokemon and convincing them to change their ways. It's very, you know, I, I mean, albeit the ways in which you do it, which, like I said before, involves just running after the Pokemon and then bashing into them. And they're like, oh, we're friends now, I guess. Or some some of them, like, you just talk to them. And they're like, hey, we're friends now. I'm going to do what you say. You know, it's like, it's very, it's a, the, the, the method is cheesy. But, like, you are literally, you are, like, very literally convincing these Pokemon to sort of change their ways and, uh, and, and enacting change throughout the Poke Park. And, you know, I mean, like, the change is so small it's like oh this pokemon can't play in like this area what a tyrannical leader you know it's very basic in that regard uh but the story is cute you know it's cute uh the the gameplay is fine even with a gamecube controller the the movement is sort of based on cardinal directions with a wiimote d-pad so it's really bad it's really hard to control uh but you kind of get a you kind of get used to it over time um the music was good like the music is cute the music fits fits the areas uh that that you know you're in there's even some musical progression where like uh you know certain instruments will be added to the added to the game added to the songs um as you progress through the area and i thought that was a really cute little detail and actually like really improved my experience um the biggest, the biggest thing I guess I can say about this, about this game before we kind of wrap it up. Again, I don't really have that much to say about this game. Um, the biggest thing that I want to say about this game is that it is just absolutely chock full of personality in everything. The music, the the Pokemon themselves, the areas, you know, the the dialogue. Every single Pokemon is like hard coded to have this like really really nice personality that fits them almost perfectly. Um, you know, some Pokemon are mean, some Pokemon are, are shy, some Pokemon are, are all cutesy and dancy and energetic, some Pokemon are lazy, and, you know, every single one of them feels like they have a whole story related to them, even though it's, like, two or three lines of dialogue at most, uh, for, like, 99% of the Pokemon, and, and they did a fantastic job at, at, at selling these, these Pokemon personalities, um, that's like the biggest thing. That's literally like the the greatest thing about this about this game is the personality. Uh whatever it was, you know, like I said, even the areas and the music are are chock full of personality. The I mean like it they're unique, they're interesting. Uh all the areas to explore, you find different pokemon, you find different things, you know, you find a lot of a lot of uh you know, special items and and things like that, different pokemon that you might not expect to be there or different pokemon that you can befriend. Um, and like that, I think that's the best thing about this game. Other than that though, you know, while the controls, the controls might be a little bit wonky sometimes, uh, it's very, like I said before, it's very Wii platformer era game-esque, if that makes sense. It's very clunky. It's very hard to control. Uh, it's very like, you know, the, I mean, the graphics are fantastic. It's on the Wii. If you're looking for this game and you're looking for good graphics, you're not going to find it. And, and you know, a lot of this game, for me, comes from nostalgia. I, if you never played this game when you were a kid, you might not enjoy it. 
if you don't really like Pokemon that much, you're probably not going to like this game. But if you're a big fan of Pokemon like me, and you're interested in, in seeing all these Pokemon personalities and areas and sort of just expanding on the Pokemon world, then I genuinely think this game is for you. It's it's very charming. It's very fun. Um, and it's it's just a cute game. I know that that description or that review, quote unquote, of the game was very short, very fast. Uh, but like I said before, I kind of don't have a lot of time. And even then, I don't even really have that much to say about the game. Uh, next time or two times from now, whenever it might be, when I talk about Poke Park 2, Wonders Beyond, um, that game is sort of just an expansion on the original. So I will have time to talk more about that game more about my experiences with the genre and, and as a whole, I'll probably compare and contrast the two quite a lot. So if you want to hear my more of my opinions about Poke Park, we, the first one, uh, do be sure to listen to my to my discussion about the second one um, because I'm sure that I'll be talking about the first one and that one. Uh, but even then, I think it's fitting that the second one is going to be devoted a little bit more time to it uh, because it's, it's, you know, it's an expansion. It's not an expansion, but it feels like it. It's, you know, they, they essentially took everything about the first game and they expanded on it. They added more characters, more Pokemon, more areas, better story, everything like that. You know, it's, it's just an improvement as far as I can tell from people's opinions about the game. Uh, I don't know. I haven't played it in a long time, uh, but I'm hoping that I'll see when, uh, when I do play it on stream and when I talk about it on EvoCast. Anyway, uh, I really do not have a lot of time <laughs> uh, to talk about this, to, to talk about our final segment, blah, 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 everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every episode. You know this feel, uh, this feel. No, uh, I don't really have a lot of time to talk about it. I'm, I'm very, very closely coming to the end, and it sucks having to, uh, having to devote this little time to EvoCast, uh, but last episode was worth it. I really enjoyed last time. Um, it was a great time. I hope that you did too if you listened to that episode. And again, if you're gonna listen to any episode, I really recommend that you do that one uh, because it was just, it was so much fun to record. It's you know it, it combines both of both me and my friend's humor. We work very well together, um, and I think that a lot of people will find it very interesting. But uh, again, before before we end it off here with the with with Move Tutor, I do want to say well, apologies again for having this episode be so short. I hope you don't mind. I had a good time talking about, uh, you know, talking about Poke Park. Like I said, the next episode will be much more involved in uh, the Poke Park franchise with Poke Park 2, uh, things like that. And also, if you'd like to get more uh, Poke Park content, I will probably be uploading sort of edited, uh, you know, edited style videos uh, of Poke Park you know, my sort of stream VODs, uh, stuff, making, making some videos about it, some silly videos and stuff on my YouTube channel, uh, Lily Sion on YouTube. So if you're interested in watching those, if you liked, if you missed the streams or you like the streams, um, feel free to check it out there. But finally, today's move is Spectral Thief, uh, which is a damage dealing ghost type move introduced in Generation 7. It is the signature move of Marsh Shadow, and it can be upgraded to the special C move Soul Stealing 7 Star Strike by Marsh Shadow holding Marshadium Z. So, Spectral Thief does damage, and if successful, it also steals the target's positive stats right before doing any damage. 
and Spectral Thief also bypasses substitutes. Spectral Thief will steal all positive stat changes, even if the sum of the user's existing stat changes and the target stat start stat changes. <laughs> oh my god. Stat stages exceeds plus 6 in a stat as long as the stat stages are positive, they will be reduced to 0. If the user has the ability simple, then the, sol the stolen stat stages, <laughs> that's a, such a tongue twister, will be doubled. If the user has the ability contrary, then the stat boost will become stat drops when stolen. Hey, that's a that's a strategy for you. Boost yourself up as uh, as superior, and then uh, somehow in like doubles maybe use uh you know use an ability swapping move to give your opponent Marshadow contrary, and then uh, and then make him use Spectral Thief on you. I don't know something like that, something silly like that. Uh, there, there's a there's a double strategy in there somewhere. So, I mean, it's a cool move. I, it's very uh, it, there. I don't think there's really any other move in the game that does this that like takes stats or stakes takes stats and also just removes it completely from the opponent. Like it removes them completely, even if it's not like, even if Marchetto doesn't technically steal them all. Um. So. It's interesting. I like that. I like the move. It's a very interesting uh, sort of concept. And there's an, there's one trivia. Uh, if battle effects are turned off, Spectral Thief will still display one. Oh, will still display one if it steals any stat boost. Well, interesting. So it doesn't. Uh, it it still it bypasses the battle effects filter. This move is so is so unique that it even uh, bypasses the game's settings. But with that, I hope you all enjoyed this. Shorter, unfortunately, so episode of Extreme EvoCast. Um, follow me on Twitter, Lily Sion, YouTube, Twitch, all Lily Sion. Support me on Patreon, Lily Sion. You guessed it. Um, supporting me on all of those places will, in turn, support the podcast Extreme EvoCast. And also, you can check out Twitter.com/slash/ExtremeEvoCast if you want to check out, uh, you know, get updates on the uh, on the podcast, and also just check out other things related to the podcast. With that, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you in the next one. Bye!